Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Meatball Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna-Marie. And we are happy to be back recording for our 27th straight week. And this is a particular, particularly special week. Do you know why, Anna-Marie? <laughs> mm. Nope. We were, t- we were talking before this <laughs> episode about what we should talk about to be... To, to start the episode, and I just said, "Oh, I could." I thought of something, and I pushed record, and so she doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, this is a special week because it is the week of the Batman. Oh, that is so cool! I'm yes. so excited. We for have the our Batman. tickets. We bought our tickets to see the Batman about mm, about a month ago mm-hmm. at the local Extreme Theater, <laughs> and I'm super excited because we're both huge Batman fans, oh, yeah. and this movie sounds incredible. And we will be going to see it on Friday night. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, this movie just looks so... Awesome. Awesome. Like, so <laughs> noir and detective-y and, and creepy and horror-like. I still can't get over that that's Colin Farrell. I know. I can't even... I can't look at it and see any part of him. So I'm curious to see if I can see it more throughout I don't the know. film. I, I've but heard he does a tremendous I just, job with it. And so does Paul Dano as the Riddler. Kind there of, was yeah, there was a movie Riddler. There's a movie Colin Farrell did in um I don't know, late nineties and it was uh, I want to say Young Guns, but it wasn't Young Guns. But anyways he was a cowboy in there. <laughs> and I I see him there and I cannot oh, I know. see any piece of him as penguin no it like looks it's... incredible yeah I'm, yeah I'm... I'm stoked i cannot wait to see it i'm very so i'm very excited that's to friday see it. night but that's enough about batman um because we have board games to talk about and we're going to start this episode off the same way we start most of them and that's going to be with <laughs> new to the collection i have a new game to talk about and this one isn't uh, a new game it came out in 2019 i think or 20 yeah 2019 2020 and uh this one is a super popular game that we finally got our hands on, and that's Res Arcana, designed by Tom Lehman and published by Sandcastle Games. And this game is for two to, four, two to four players and plays in about 30 or 60 minutes, depending. I've heard nothing but good things about Res Arcana, mm-hmm. and, but I don't know a whole lot about it other than you're kind of wizards or spellcasters. Oh, wizard, Harry. <laughs> yeah, you're a wizard, Harry. Um, <laughs> doing all these spellcasting things. So on the back of the box, it kind of has a nice little write-up here. It says, In a high tower, an alchemist prepares potions using vials filled with otherworldly fluids. In a sacred grove, a druid grinds herbs for a mystical ritual. In the catacombs, a necromancer summons a bone dragon. Welcome to the world of Res Arcana. In it, life, death, elan, I don't know what that is, E-L-A-N, Calm and gold are the essences that fuel the art of the magic. Choose your mage, gather essences, craft unique artifacts, and use them to summon dragons, conquer palaces, or conquer palaces, conquer places of power, <laughs> and achieve victory. It just looks very, very cool. It, it looks like a lot of card play and, yeah, like uh, creating potions and using those potions and kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just you're casting <laughs> potions and you're brewing potions, and it looks really, really cool. It so, does look fun. I, I'm excited. And to it's highly rated. Like a lot of people really like this game, 
And we had the option to get it off... Uh, Aaron, I think, wasn't it? Aaron, I think, yeah, was purging his collection. And this is one of the ones that we were able to uh, to get off of him. So, yeah, I'm stoked to play it. I Yeah, I've never played Me too. it. I've heard nothing but good things. And I'm excited to play it. Hopefully we can play it soon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's a Res Arcana from Sandcastle Games. New and I, like their, I love their logo. Sandcastle Games, that's such a fun <laughs> yeah. little logo. I it mean, is cool. Kind of looks like the dice tower, sort of. It does. Yes, but it's because it's a little castle. Yeah, with a with a little shovel. Yeah, no, but it does. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited <laughs> to play it. Yeah, I've wanted it for a long time, so I'm happy to have it. Good. And the game. Yeah. What do you have? I'm going to talk about is also not a new game. This is even less new than yours. Um, this came out originally in 2013, um, but it is. New to our collection, still has the wrap on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that is Glass Road, designed by Uwe Rosenberg and um, art by Dennis Lohausen, and this is published by Capstone Games. Yeah, and this is the new 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 print run of this game. It is, yeah. Yes. Um, it's this one here has the three other promos or expansions in it. It's got the harlequin card which i'll never play because that's for solo and then the oktoberfest building and the advent calendar mini expansion so those all came out in different years okay i think it it was like 2013 2014 2015 oh 20 something yeah i I don't know anything about this game i don't either actually i don't know a ton this one here just i'm gonna read the first sentence it says glass road leads you into the bavarian forest of the 18th century and then honestly, I don't think the rest of the description, I don't think they did a good job. Well, on the front, it looks like they're actually blowing yes. glass. And that's what I wanted to talk about because I think that, I don't know, I've told you before, but that's yes. one of one my of one of my bucket list things yes. that I would love to do. I, um, I think it would be cool too. I went to university in Victoria and I, um, they had a, they had a glass blowing I remember like, I went place there. there. Yeah. yeah, and oh my gosh, it looked so much fun. It is that really didn't cool. sound like it came out right. That looked like so much fun. <laughs> Sorry, but it it did it, look very yeah, cool. and it was just so nice because all just like different colors they had mm-hmm. and how they do it and how all of a sudden smash and then it broke and you could just see the devastation on their faces. Like <sighs> I was like it when they they pulled the like glowing glass orb out of the fire fire? and then they had that big oven mitt like that they would like rub it with and it sparked all over the place and they kind of formed it and then they had the tools where they would like spread it yeah it was like longer excuse me and then uh and then they have the little clips that they would just cut off the ends yeah it just i don't know if like what this game is about but i don't know something about glass so i i really don't know um (laughs) it looks super cool and like Uwe Rosenberg. Oh, I love uh, so, Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Looks cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm super excited for it. So I saw that and I was like, oh, I've never played that. Yeah, it says you're you're tasked with the production of glass and bricks as well as managing other resources. So you're just yeah. you're literally you're you're blowing glass and and cr- making bricks and kilns and. Well, this yeah. will be my first foray into glass blowing, <laughs> and then I can, uh, you know, when I go. Um, actually fulfill that bucket list and go mm-hmm. do some um glass blowing i'm like oh well i've already learned a little bit <laughs> so, yeah right <laughs> i've already dipped my toes in the water <laughs> yep. of glass blowing i don't know i think it looks cool 
It I, does. I like the art. It's that classic art uh, that goes it fits along the with time all period, the Yui Rosenberg think, yeah. games as well. Um, which no, I think it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got a hold of it because yeah. just judging by the back of it, it looks very similar to his other games and he doesn't really miss. Uh, miss. No, not <laughs> often. So, yeah. Yeah. Excited yeah. to play it. Sounds good. So, Glass Road, Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. So, with that said, we have a crowdfunding game we want to talk about. So, we're going to run on over there now. crowdfunding segment of the episode and we have a pretty cool game to talk about here so this is a game that is not new but it is a new printing of this game and it's a game that we've both had our eye on for a few years now and finally see that they're doing a new print run of it with and they're calling it the ultimate edition so it's going to have a whole bunch of stuff added to it not just the original game what game are we talking about we're talking about the 51st State Ultimate Edition published by Portal Games. And so this 51st State is a game that is super high on a lot of people's lists. Um, and I've been interested in it for years and just haven't got around to finding it or playing it. I don't know anyone that has it. No, um, so me it's, neither. It's, yeah, and then as soon as I've seen that they have this Ultimate Edition coming out, I thought, oh, we better take a look at this. So it's looking like it's the same game as the the one that came out in, uh, I don't know when it came out. 20, 2010, wasn't it? I want to say, yeah. I want to say I think somewhere around 2010. And But this version, so this is what it says here. On their, on their uh, game, so this is on GameFound, not Kickstarter. This is on GameFound. And on their page, it says 51st State is a popular competitive strategy card game for one to four players in which your goal is to to develop a new state in the post-apocalyptic world. You will use your resources to build new locations, make deals to increase production and attack the infrastructure of your opponents for only one state can win over in this hostile universe. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really cool. It says the game. Yeah. First was, was first created in 2010. Uh, 2010, gaining big popularity and attracting fans worldwide ever since. This GameFound campaign brings in the ultimate edition of the game, as well as the new expansion, No Man's Land, introducing area control. So again, we haven't played this, so I don't know what that, will that is going to bring, yeah. but it sounds like it's going to be great. It says, uh, with the choice of over eight factions and 400 cards, you will enjoy remarkable replayability. No gameplay of 51st State will ever be the same. So it sounds really cool. Um, I love post-apocalyptic pretty much everything and yeah. anything. Um, so I'm just amazed that we haven't played this game and we don't yeah. even know when anyone that has it. Um, so I, I don't know. It just it looks cool. I think this is a good opportunity to get in on it. Uh, it looks like yeah. all the production quality is really high. There's lots of nice tokens. Um, and some stuff that's out of print, which yeah, is nice. Of, that they're, a bunch it's kind of, of funny of how it's out of print, but they're reprinting yeah. it. <laughs> so, out of print until now. Yeah. <laughs> or at least just for, and I don't know if that's just for this or if they're going to re-release stuff, but yeah. Yeah. It says, so uh, what do we got here? It says that uh, there's only one um, pledge level. Which is neat. I like when they do that. I think. Well, let me see. What is, yeah. One pledge level. And then of you can just add stuff. For the 51st State Ultimate Edition. So that came out to be like 115 Canadian, I think we were looking yeah, at. Yeah, 115. Yeah, that's right. 
Then there's a couple extra pledges you can make for the No Man's Land expansion. Uh, of... So that would be, I, I think, if you already had the game, you could just get the expansion. Right. Sounds like that's the, exactly yeah. the case. Um, but it looks like the yeah the game that we are going to be looking at comes with all that stuff included. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it comes with all the stretch goals. Um, all released... All sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, it said all released stuff as well. So everything that came out before is in it, which is cool. Yeah, it contains a new large box with new artwork, plastic storage insert for all the, incom- the components, complete master set. Um, it's got, you know, uh, plastic boards. first player tokens. It's got player boards. It's got nice tokens, nice cards, a whole bunch of engraved wooden uh, tokens. Uh and like workers, looks like um, they look really good. There's lots of cardboard chits. Uh, there's a combined uh, rule book for the game and all its extra content, which is nice. One one, one rule, rule book. book with all of it. One rule book to rule them all. Yeah, it's got uh, <laughs> scavengers expansion, the allies expansion, the Moloch expansion, the No Man's Land brand new expansion that we were talking about. It's got play oh, a playmat. Playmats. Yeah. Our <laughs> downfall. Um, we buy them for almost everything. Um, mini expansion, uh, which is a game found exclusive. Um, a whole bunch of stuff. Some promos, uh, like a 74-page long novel comes with this. Um, yeah, it just looks really, really cool. Yeah. I love the the artwork. I love the theme. I've heard nothing but good things about how this game plays, including Z Garcia from the Dice Tower raving about it. Yeah. And his his first or you know, uh, I think it goes up and down, but sometimes it's his favorite game, number one game, yeah, uh, of all time. So I mean that's that says a lot. And this is eighty euros, one hundred fifteen dollars for apparently one of the best games ever made. So <laughs> that's I'm, a bold statement. Well, I don't but, know. Yeah. Sounds like it. I don't know what it's rated on BGG, but it's high. It's really high. Um, so, yeah, I think we're definitely going to go in on this and just see how it goes. looks like for $115, actually, I think you're getting quite a lot of stuff here. It looks like it looks yeah. like you're getting a ton. And I, I think it, because it has that um, history, too, and that people really like the game and it seems to be holding its yeah interest and value, you know, like it's... Looks like it's got card drafting and... Uh, and you're producing goods, and you're performing actions, and you're building out locations. And now apparently they're adding, uh, you can add area control. Yeah, <laughs> making deals with each other. Um, yeah, it just looks really cool. Um, I don't know what else to say. It just looks neat. And I've heard great things, and I've wanted it forever. So I think this is as good an opportunity as, that, uh, yeah. as any to get in on it, especially because we'll get everything. Yeah. Which is great. Um Looks like they've got lots of reviews on their page, like lots of reviews. Um, and it looks like they're all uh, smiling <laughs> and enjoying it. So, no, I think we're uh, I think we're going to go for this one. And uh, I think we'll end up reviewing it whenever it comes out. Yeah. Um, so that'll probably be in 2023, I suppose, that this will show up. But, yeah, that's uh, 51st State, uh, what do they call this? The something expansion, or the Ultimate Edition. From yeah. Portal Games, currently on GameFound for only six more days as of this recording. We're recording this on Tuesday, March 1st. So, yes, you want to 
uh, check this out sooner rather than later if yes. you're listening to this before <laughs> uh, the 7th of March 2022. Otherwise, this has already passed. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess that's enough about uh, our crowdfunding because we have a review to do. That's right. So let's run on over there and do that now. the main topic discussion segment of the episode and today we're going to be doing another meeple dungeon review and what are we going to be reviewing today Marie? we are going to be reviewing radlands designed by daniel pietchnik art by manny trombley damien mamaliti and mr cuttington and uh published by roxley games Yes, <clears throat> Radlands. So this one um, we pre-ordered. Uh, we didn't kickstart, but we pre-ordered at yeah. the local game store. And I think we did. We just talk about this one last week in our. We talked about this on what's been playing Wednesday. Oh no, uh, in the new to the collection. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we last yeah. week or the week before. Yeah. But... So we've only had it for a short amount of time, and we played it a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And so this one is a cool one. Um, so on their BGG page, I'll just read a little blurb here. It says, Radlands is a competitive dueling card game about identifying fiercely powerful card synergies. It is not lying about that. No. That is exactly what you're doing. It says, to, uh, you act as the leader of your post-apocalyptic group of survivors in a tooth and nail fight to protect your three camps from a vicious rival tribe. If all of them are destroyed... You lose the game. The main resource in the game is water. You will spend it to play people and events and to use their abilities of cards you already have on the table. People protect your camps and provide useful abilities, while events are, are powerful effects that take time to pay off. Both players draw cards from the same deck. All cards can either be played on the table or discarded for quick junk effects. To win, you will need to manage your cards and water wisely. On that note, opening up the rule book, there is a little comic strip. Yes. And it says, excuse me, our tribe has water and they're coming for it. So we'll strike first. We thought if we hit hard enough, they'd go back home. But there's no home left. (laughs) Very cool. That was it. It was just, it's a quick little, like, six, uh, six little part, five little part thing. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was a neat way to say, because water is. Yeah. So let's talk everything. about that. So the theme of this game is that it is super post apocalyptic, um, like crazy, punky, Mad Maxi style. Oh, yeah. Um, post apocalyptic, uh, where you are rival, uh, gangs or what do they call them? Groups? No, they're just their group. It's just, they're just yeah. survivors, and you're just yeah. And these I would call them almost clans. And yeah, you're, you each have your own base. So you set this game up much tribes, like you would. They call them tribes. Tribes. You 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 set this game up much like you would any dueling card game with your own player mat. This game does have their own special mats you can buy, but we didn't. And you don't have need those. them. You can you play them just them. on a table. No, you, you don't. Just yeah, play them. yeah. But it's not a very complex setup. So no, but the playmats that we saw they looked really nice looked really nice yeah but for this just any two playmats really helps you know and so this is set up much like you would play magic or you would play uh 
Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or uh, Flesh and Blood or those type of games. And you are going to, yeah, you're, you're, you're taking on the role of your own tribe. And what you're going to do is you're going to have your own base camp. I'm going to have my base camp and you're going to have your base camp. And those are going to be made up of three cards. And the whole point is for me to destroy all three of your cards that create your base camp, or you destroy my three. And whoever destroys three first wins. Three different base camps, right? Like, do you have yeah, three... it's made up of three cards. Yeah, you have your three camp. different camps. Yeah. And, uh, they all, like, and the cool thing about this is, so, the way it works is you are going to draft out your camp out of a whole stack of these cards there are that are all these different things like towers and cannons and uh, like different types of buildings and areas that you're, these cards are going to be, there's, there's, there's literally like probably 30 or 40 of them that you are to choose from. And you would, you get uh, dealt six of them and you keep three and discard the other three. And that's going to be your, your camps, your three camps for the whole game. And those cards are going to have all sorts of different abilities for attacking and defending and whatnot on them. And then you're also going to, depending on which cards you drafted for your camp, you're going to get a starting hand of usually one, two, or three cards, uh, depending on how strong your camp cards are. Because if you have a very strong camp card, it's going to have no draw on it. And kind of the weaker your camp card, the more draw you're going to get. So you're going to start off with your three selected camp cards, and you're going to place them in, uh, I guess, a row on your player mat at the bottom of your player mat close to your chest right and you're going to have your hand and uh, that was dictated to you from those three cards in your hand and you're going to start the game basically and we're both going to do this and what you're going to do on your first turn if you are the very first turn on the very first player very first turn of the game you are going to get a little handicap so generally speaking you start every round with three water tokens and these are your uh, resources to spend to play cards and to do things in this game but on the very 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 first turn you're only going to have one just so that it handicaps you a little bit f- so that if you go first you don't uh decimate yeah you yeah. don't run away with the game yeah because when you when you're on your first turn the other player would have no defenses like not even a chance to have any defenses set up right so they they only let you do kind of one small thing maybe play yeah. one card Um, So what you do on your turn is you are going to, uh, there's a couple things you can do. Um, If you had out, if you're further into the game, you're going to have these event cards out. You're not going to have those early on. Not likely, especially not on your first turn. You're not going to have an event card. But if you had one out, you would uh, would move that around and you would potentially activate that. But since generally you didn't, you'd move on to the second phase where you do the replenish and you would refill all of your water. So you'd gain all three of your water tokens, um, and you would draw a card. So now you've added one more card to your hand. Then in the third phase, you're going to do all your actions. And all you can do all and any of your actions as long as you can pay for them. Yep. And each one of your cards is going to be a different type of person or event. Right. That's it. You're, you, on, on your board, you're going to have slots for six people on your, on your board. You can have two in front of each of your camps camps yep and you can have up to three events as well laid out on the far left side of your board in a certain um arrangement depending on good luck for your opponent if you have three of those things lined up (laughs) yes (laughs) 
And those events, uh, all these cards and all these people and events have a cost, a water cost to play them from usually one, two, three, and sometimes even zero. four. Zero. Or sometimes even yeah. zero. I would um, say rare depending. for zero, rare for four. Yes. Generally one, sometimes two. Yeah. And <laughs> so you're going to play these cards out. Generally, a lot of uh, people, like characters, you're going to play out. Um, and you're going to play them out in front of your camps. And what these players are going to do for you is block your camps from being able to be attacked, generally speaking. They um, basically become damage sinks and just Yeah, expendable. and they all have special abilities yes. on them. So once you've played them out um, and you've spent all your water for the turn, it goes on to your opponent's turn. And you're going to bounce back and forth like this. And they're going to check to see if they have an event cards on the board. And if they do, they're going to maybe activate those. And if they don't, they're going to move on again. They're going to replenish their water. They're going to draw a card, and then they're going to do a bunch of actions. And if they'd already had some now cards available on their board because they played a bunch of characters last turn, now they can use them this turn. And each one of them is going to have a different ability on it, sometimes two different abilities, things like this. They can be activated again by using your water tokens. So now you have to decide whether or not you want to play characters or events from your hand onto the board or use cards that are on your board. To do things for you and they have a whole bunch of different things they can do they can attack other players they can try to attack and and uh damage the camps of your opponent um they can add more water to your hand to so you can play up to you know four uh, water tokens in your next turn you can activate your uh, what's it called the raider uh, event that you ha- you start the game with this uh, it's kind of sitting there waiting for you to activate whenever you'd want um, and so there's some cards that allow you to activate that and that's a card that kind of gets around the defenses of your opponent and goes right. and attacks the uh, a camp of your opponent's choice um, once it uh, works its way through and that's kind of you can, all you really do. Yeah, you can also you can discard for heart. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, you can discard cards from your hand. Um, they had there's little ability in the top left hand corner of it. Yeah. So if you discard, you can use the ability. Yeah, they call it junking a card. So basically, yeah. if you trash or discard a card, you can do whatever that ability is up in that top left hand corner for free. So, so for that's free. nice. But you're just getting rid of a card, so you can't use yeah. the ability and and anything like that. But those could be damage. Those could be moving your raider up. They could be giving you a water. They yeah. could be, you know, all sorts of things. All like sorts that. of things. They could be um, repairing a card that's been damaged. Yeah. Uh, healing a person that's been hurt. Things like that. Um, so yeah, the multi-purpose, multi-use cards are uh, are a big thing in this game. And so what you're gonna end up with is you're gonna end up with a board full of. Generally speaking, you're going to have your three camps right close to you on the board, and then you're going to have two people in front of each one of them lined up in columns. And those characters are going to be doing things for you until they're either killed or you you can junk them. You can get rid of them if you'd like to. Um, and those characters are also blocking your camp from getting damaged. damaged. Because, again, the whole point of the game is to damage and destroy all three of your opponent's camps to win. And so in order to damage those camps, they have to be completely um, unguarded. Yes. Um, Unless unless there are some cards that directly affect camps. But generally, for you to get through that, you have to kill the cards that are in front of it. And you have to play water onto cards and say, I play it onto this card with this guy with this flamethrower, and he does one 
uh, hit damage, right? And then I get to choose. I'm going to use my flamethrower guy. I'm going to put this one water token on my flamethrower guy. He's going to shoot this guy on your your uh, board. And then when a character is shot or burned or hit or whatever in this game, you have to turn them sideways and tap them, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, that reduces them. doesn't kill them, but it makes them so they don't have any ability. Yeah, they, do, they, they can, don't actually use the word tap in no, the rules they, we'll whatever just, they are but that's what it, but that's what you're doing <laughs> yeah you're turning you turn the card sideways to signify that that person is injured and it can't be used anymore unless you fix them and you can and there are cards out there that allow you to uh flip yeah. them back up and heal them but once they've been hit like that they're one hit away now from being killed so on one turn if one one of the characters gets hit twice they're just simply killed and they're discarded into the discard pile. Yep. And now that's one less character in front of whatever camp that was. Maybe the, now, maybe now there's no characters left in front of that camp, leaving that one camp wide open. Well, it, there's actually another aspect too. On the cards, there will be different cards you play out that will allow you to get punks. And yes. the punks are basically that you just take the a card, but instead of looking yeah, the, at the the top, uh, the uh, it's the, the back side of, of the card, but it's just the cool. Like the cover box art. Yeah, it's the, exactly. It's the like cover a box silhouette art. of a of a punk. Yeah, <laughs> like a. And they're laid out just as single one shot. Yeah. Um, cronies for you to kind of help. Just block protectors, your, kind of just blockers. Yeah. yeah. And that's they, neat. they only take one shot to be killed that way, and then they get discarded back on top of the draw pile. Yeah. So the the cool thing here is you do the back and forth. Drawing a card, and again, there's no deck building in this game. There's no, nothing no. along those lines. It's quite different from your typical card dueling game where you're sharing a deck yeah, made up of a whole ton of variable, various people and events. And you're just drawing one card on your turn and using whatever cards you had in your hand to begin the game, using your water in whatever fashion you want by playing cards down onto the table or using cards that are already on the table, using their ability to either attack and kill your opponent's uh, people, uh, tribe, and hopefully getting through them to attack and destroy the all camps. three of yeah. their camps. And you're doing that back and forth. It's very simple. On your turn, you can either play a card, draw a card, junk a card, or use an ability, yeah. basically. That's it. And it's just drawing a card. And it, we we share this deck, which is really neat. So my my yeah. players that I end up with on my board is going to be this whole random array of yeah. Of these post-apocalyptic characters. And they're 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 of no um thematically, they're just a bunch of wandering people, people that I've now got on my side and you've got those people on your side. Yeah. So there's exactly. no real factions or anything. It's just the faction that I make and the faction that you make. Yeah. It's super neat that way. It's very neat. And you play it back and forth and you just keep going until you destroy all three of your opponents' bases. Yep. And the box says that this is 20 to 30 minutes, I 20 think. 20 to 40. 20 to 40. And I'd say that's fairly accurate. So I can see, yeah, I can say that's very accurate. Um, We've played some short games. We've played some yeah, longer games. Because uh, when you first play your first game, they, they give you some... Um, like starter camps, right? Yeah, they say, if this is your very first game, take one player, take these three uh, camps, and the other play, player take these three camps. Mm-hmm. And it gives you kind of a nice array of of different things that these camps can do for you because some are weaker than others and some are better than others and whatnot 
but it seemed to be like a nice array of of different uh, abilities that these camps have and we found that in those games where you used those starting cards that we actually put up a pretty big fight with each other and it was a big strategic chess match mm-hmm. gong show going on and it did stretch in past half an hour closer to that 40 minute mark but then when we played games where we've just drafted out random cards to see what they did for our camps one of us could get destroyed pretty quickly and it's just because you just got you had what you had and you got what you got and maybe your camp wasn't all that strong or Which you got some bad card pulls realistic yeah and the good thing about that is that when you do lose quickly in this game, you can just reset and play again just instantly. Yeah. You just take all the cards, you throw them into a deck, you shuffle them up, you take all the camp cards, throw them in a deck, shuffle them up, and you start again. Yeah. And so I think that explains generally how this game works. I don't know if I've left anything out. No, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, the event cards are a little tough to explain. Um, they They go onto your left side of your player mat and you can only ever have three of them on the board at one time and every round that you have a um event card out it's going to advance forward one space and those but the cards are dictated by this little bomb icon on them saying where they get seated out onto your board if it has a little three bomb it actually starts in the three slot if it has two bomb in the two slot and one bomb in the one slot and any bomb card that's in your one slot that doesn't have a water marker on it is able to be activated on the like start right of your away. turn. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if you if I play out a a uh, event card on on my turn, I have to wait till next turn f- for it to activate if it's in the one slot. Yeah. Um, and if I played it in my third slot this turn, I know I'm going to have to wait two turns before I'm going to be able to activate that one. And you don't have to activate it. You get to just activate it if you want to. And when you do, you just discard it. And everything else slides up. A slot, yeah. which is really really cool. The only exception is the is the raiders, and they operate uh, with their own little icon, their own deal. So they're they're slightly different than the other events, but not entirely different. And they but they're the one cool thing about them is that they are kind of like a surefire hit. Oh, absolutely. You want to use them? Yeah. So yeah, the raiders are pretty cool. But yeah, all in all, I think that's generally how this this game works. Yep. So I think we've explained it fairly well. It's not difficult. It's very simple. Um, but it's full of strategy and, well, tactics. The only thing, I, did you talk about the water silo? Um, no. So the water silo, yeah. So the water silo. Yeah, the water silo. So there's, you have this water silo on the uh, uh, on the side of your, your player board, I guess, and yeah, your it sits, area. It sits next to where your raider card sits. Yeah. And you've, um, basically, if you've done kind of everything you can do in your turn and you have a leftover water, or if you've got a card in your hand where you know you're going to need an extra water, because you only have three, that you need an extra water next turn, you can spend your water to take that water silo into your hand and then you just hold it there until you use it. Yeah. And when you want to use it, bam, you've got One a water. Extra water for, and those come in particularly handy because yeah. any card that uh, has a cost of four water in this game is super good. Yes. So if you ever have the opportunity to play a level four card, you should do so. Yeah. Because they're almost always juicy. a game changer. But, yeah, so, okay, that's how the game works. Let's revisit the theme. The theme is post-apocalyptic battling tribes over water. Yeah. Does this lend well to the game? Well, it does. I mean, this is a game where you could probably have put 
like you any theme on tons it. Tons of different themes could have been put on this. But this is a fun theme I love for it. it. Yes. <laughs> the theme works really well. Again, you could have many, many themes on here. Yeah. But this one does work really well using water, which is very scarce in the post-apocalyptic yep. world. Um as your resource and you're only you're very limited you only have those three water very limited um, tokens to use on yeah. any given time unless you are lucky enough to get that fourth uh or not or, or you've planned to get that fourth water yeah but yeah the the water is the resource and you're kind of just buying people's uh allegiance with that water too right so like when you're playing these cards out you're basically paying them water you're using yeah. water on them giving them water and they come to fight for you so i think that theme does really work really well that being said i guess we could talk about the artwork love it the uh, yes so the artwork is <laughs> by a long shot the biggest reason we went after this game um because i mean it sounds cool but the just the artwork alone on the cover box is something yeah. super cool it's the silhouette of this punky mad maxi looking dude bad like <laughs> person with a mohawk and spikes and and goggles on and it's just a cool thing it's like it has that um sin city look to it where the his goggles are just white and um his body is just this black and pink and blue kind of silhouette with a mohawk and some spikes and things sticking out and the box is white which is really yeah, nice so it's, it's very really stark. clean and yeah and the contrast is stark. contrast yeah it looks really really cool the artwork is a huge, huge uh, thumbs up for this game. It's very, very good. The box alone is why I was interested in getting this game. So hook, line, and sinker, right? They got yeah. us with that. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there's artwork on the inside of the box. Which there's is super artwork nice. in the, in yeah. the uh, instruction manual. All the cards are really nice. Every character is really well designed. And it's funny because there, um, there are games, and we just... And not taking away in the art, but I think we were talking about Steam Watchers yep. uh, before where the art was great, but I I was focused on the text of the card mm -hmm. as opposed to the the actual art on here. Whereas in this game I find it opposite. Yeah. I'm like drawn to look at this art. It it's different. It's not um, It's very different. This is it, very comic booky. Well yeah, and in the um there there isn't a ton of text on the card. So it's not like no, I need to just symbols. It's not like I have to focus on the text on what it is. Yeah, you've got the the iconography, so you're figuring out, you know, what it is and it's if there is text, there's not a ton. And so you have that time to just look at it, but also while you've got them on your like when you've got your cards laid out and it's just like, "Oh, yeah. That's so that's cool." cool thing. And it looks so neat and you're just I don't I I really like it. I I think the art lends yep. so well to this game. It does, and, they... and you do get to have them laid out all over your player mat a lot of the time, right? Yeah. You're constantly laying more cards out that in front of you. That is the game. You're looking at cards. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're made very, them like, very visually appealing. It, it just oh, certainly reminds me of Sin City, although it's you know not, the, not black and white. But yeah. it has a very Sin City kind of art style to it. Um, so it feels very graphic novel-y. Um, just awesome. Artwork is... <laughs> huge thumbs up there's this one um card in here the juggernaut and yeah. it's a cool card you but beat there's me with that card yeah i did <laughs> but um they've got this silhouette of 
again, one of those that got the goggles on, so everything's black except the white goggles, and just the way that he's running away. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah! Like, that's the kind of feel that I get from looking at the card. You can't see his face because it's yep. all black, but just like, I gotta get out of here! <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it I, does have a little uh, silliness to it, yeah. uh, but then also just a really badass yeah, uh, it's a neat um, look to it. A neat balance they've done, and I—I mm-hmm. I don't know. The art is very it's well done. I really like it. Extremely good. Yes. So clearly, the art is very good. So the components, um, the components are uh, there's not a lot to it. No, there's nice two decks cards. of cards. There's the main deck, and then there's the uh, the camp deck, and then there are some water tokens, which are nice, big, thick, yeah, uh, chunky cardboard bits. Then there's the box, which got a really nice, really well uh, designed, designed placed um, insert. Yeah, insert it, that's all artwork and colorful pinks and purples and blacks and cool dune buggies and things going on in there. I'm not done talking about the box. I want to say thank you, Roxley Games, for making a card game <laughs> and a box that the suits the card game. <laughs> yes, there we've are, seen a few. Oh that, my gosh. Ugh. There are two decks of cards, essentially, like, they fit in the box. It's a a small rectangular thing, so it just, everything you need fits in there. There's not a ton of extra space. That insert doesn't need to be adjusted. It, you, you feel good leaving the insert in there because it is so nice and pretty. Yep. And you don't have to take it out so you can fit your game in. Nope. But you also don't have a gigantic box sitting on your shelf when it's not needed. No, it's a so, great thank size you. box. I like that. <laughs> I fully agree. The The box is perfect size. There's two decks and two slots for the two decks. There's a little plastic baggie to hold the, the uh, what is there, like water 10, chits? Yeah. 10 water uh, chits that go in this box. And that's it. That's it. And it's so it's a perfect size, perfect, perfect, uh, uh, yeah. Perfect everything for the, the box. It's, it's exactly what you're hoping for out of a card game. Yeah. Not too big, not too small. It's perfect. Um, so, yeah, components, really good. Cards are nice quality yep. cards. The player aids, all the That is, everything. the player aids are really nice. Um, yeah, the player they, aids are really well laid out. The back side of it has all, all the different iconography, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's it. Yeah, seven, seven different things. things your cards can do. Yes, and that's all you need to know, and you yep. can you figure it out pretty quick. But you have the back if you need to look at, uh, look at them, and then um, yeah, the turn sequence nicely laid out, very simple. Um, yeah, it explains it just clear as day. They've even got more for like knowing if your card is ready, but it's just like whether it's yeah quote unquote tapped or not. Yes, but, or has a water token on. Or it has or, a water token, yeah, but like just the events. Do this. Do this. Do this. It's very. Yep. Clear, nicely laid out concise so, i like that it's really good yes <laughs> so we love the uh theme we love the artwork and we love the components um so we have to say whether or not we recommend this game and if we do who who do we recommend it for so i'm going to start by saying i play particularly out of the two of us i play a lot of dueling card games and have for a lot of years yes you have with magic um a little bit of pokemon with uh our oldest. Our oldest boy. Um, but also uh, Ashes Reborn um, and Flesh and Blood. And I've also got a game sitting on the shelf uh, that we haven't played yet, which we talked about in an episode not too long ago. Yeah. Well, a while ago. 
I don't know. It was. It would have been the Vampire Rivals yeah. card game, which I also have sitting here ready to play. Um, so, long story short, I do really like dueling card games, especially Magic: The Gathering and Ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one brings. So I didn't expect a ton from this. I thought it was going to be fine, right? That'd be a fine little card game. I didn't expect what this game was Bruh. bringing. Yeah. Um, because almost every game we have either has either a pre-constructed deck to play with mm-hmm. or a deck that you build. Um, this doesn't have that. No, this is not a at dueling all. card game that has a shared deck, which is for me a first. Um, of which. My cards are your cards, your cards are my cards. What cards I get this game, I don't know. And it'll be some combination of this large deck of cards that I get. And I don't know what those that combination is going to be until I have it. And I have to work with what I have. And I never know what card I'm going to get. I don't know. I'm like, I can't count and be like, okay, well, I haven't had that card yet. So, yeah, exactly. so it's got to be coming, right? Or yep. That's you not have the no case idea. here. I have no idea what cards I'm going to have this particular game. And I like that a lot. It's I didn't know that that's what was going on in this game until we started playing. It's like, oh, so this is the deck. Okay, so I'm drawing a card from it, and I'm putting it in my hands. And then you're drawing a card from that and putting it in your hands. So, okay, so we're sharing the same deck, and we're using these cards to fight each other. And it's just such a neat concept that I was really um, impressed. Oh, yeah. This this game really surprised me as to as much how much I liked it. Um, I thought it, I would like it. Again, I thought I would. But this is really good. Mm-hmm. Like a total different spin on dueling card games that I'm really excited to play. Yeah. And these games only take 20 minutes, 25 Which minutes. Which is awesome. And then you can start again. Yeah. By I simply was... shuffling two decks and starting again. Well, I was going to say, too, on that note, um, you say how... With those dueling card games, you typically make your decks or you've got pre-constructed ones mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And sometimes those can feel overpowered or um, or you create them and they're, you know, both whatever equal. This one, in the first few games that we played, I was kind of weighing things and I was like, you know what? Like, you're, you've got that card is just, you've, you had, I think, the assassin and you yeah. had the assassin uh, blocked. So you had your camp, then the assassin, then a blocker. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. He's just picking off all my guys. And I was feeling like it was overpowered. Um, I lost by one turn. Yeah. Like if oh, you yeah. wouldn't have won, I would have won the next turn. So I, by the end of the game, I was like, oh, well, I guess I had, I ended up with that deck. I ended up getting cards that were able to kind of counteract how cool that card was for you in yep. later games. I got the assassin didn't work for me nearly as good as it had worked for you because of how you were able to put it out and what other cards you had. But I won that game because of another cool card I had in a different camp I had. And I, I found that from the start of playing this and playing it over and over and, and the amount of times we've played that I don't care I don't I don't care if you have what seems like an overpowered card because I feel like, well, I'm probably going to get one soon or or, you know, my camps are kind of junky this time. That's okay. I'm going to have to use my cards and Mm -hmm. figure out what I can do to try to to try to combat that, you know, and it's not that they're junky. It's just the different abilities. Sometimes I was looking I'm like, oh, this card needs two. I need to do 
two use two water to do this but on this card i'm doing essentially the same thing and it only costs one why is that and i mean obviously the designer had their reasons oh, yeah. but i've i've finally just like it clicked with me it's like it doesn't matter no especially because if you do get rolled over in this game it it's doesn't just matter. it's like oh yeah i just lost pretty yeah. harsh you take all the cards you put them all back into the two decks shuffle them up and, and deal play out again. again, and away you go. But I, I figured, and I thinking about it, and we bringing the theme back into it. I think that's part of partly the reason why I think you can get away with it, is because with this theme, nothing's going to be even. Nothing is going to be equal. You're fighting in a post-apocalyptic world. Yep. You're, you know what? Maybe this shouldn't be that strong, but for whatever reason it is, um, maybe they had a little bit of extra water that day. So yeah. I. I really liked it. I found that after a couple plays, I was able to get past that and then just say, oh, man. And it's been fairly even. Like, we haven't even had. No, it's been back yeah. and forth the whole way. It's it's super, super solid. Yeah, I, it really is. I, I really enjoy it. I love the art. I think it just. Yep. You, the focus is the cards, which is perfect for a card game. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, I really like it. I think that. I think it's a good game to for people to give a try. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we both certainly do recommend this game. Um, especially the price point is really good. It's only like, like 30 it's bucks. under $30. And it's a super solid two-player game straight out of the box with two decks of cards and a few little cardboard shits. It didn't take long to learn. It, it was Yeah, that's the thing. Super the player easy. aids are really clear and easy. This is super easy to learn. Um, so... We clearly do recommend this uh, for many reasons. Who we recommend it for is a little different story. Um, again, if you're like me um, and you love dueling card games, I can't recommend this highly enough. Um, but, however, you have to understand that the, there's no deck building here. So if deck None. building is your jam and you're like, oh, I have to buy a whole bunch of booster packs and do this whole thing to deck build, that's not, not this happen. game. This game is a one and done out of the box get what you get don't get upset kind of game right and thanks dad um, yeah and that's what it is so i highly recommend it and this is coming from a person like me that i love deck building yeah but this game has its own little spot now for me where if i don't want to bust out magic or uh ashes and you know get a big lengthy dueling game going or put a lot of effort into it this one is super simple to grab off the shelf uh deal out some cards and play two or three rounds quickly and done and simple there's only a few things you can do on your turn and you you, you're limited to whatever you have in front of you and you just have to make the best out of what you have so yeah you like dueling card games 100 percent, you should try this out but if you're looking for deck building that's not this no no but no. again i love deck building and i love this game so um <laughs> you can love both yeah but then anyone else there out there that's looking for a card game that maybe is intimidated by games like magic and so forth this is also a game mm-hmm. that you could grab and just grab and play so i could pretty much recommend it for pretty much anybody so yeah really good game highly recommend Radlands from Roxley Games. Absolutely. But I think we'll call that an episode. So you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. You can contact us on our email, themeepledungeon at gmail.com. 
And uh, you can find us on BGG where we have a list of a lot of games, but we're actually way behind on. Uh, <laughs> You're way behind. Games. I have nothing um, to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to ask us about reviewing a game or uh, or uh, talking about a game that is on our shelf, yeah. feel free to message us uh, on our email. But yeah, uh, we're going to run. So we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.